following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Debauchery. Hey, everybody. How we doing? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. As always, with your hosts, the Nightmare and Rotten Jack, as you heard, is the new top of the bumper thing. We did new stuff. We're going to do new stuff more often, and uh, we like doing new cool stuff. So, Rotten Jack, what's up, buddy? Hi. How you doing? You know, we're here. Doing the stuff, living the dream. Yeah. Just uh, back from our venture out to the, the wild world of Rochester, and we are back. Back in Buffalo, back home, doing the stuff, and here we're here. Yes. We're doing it. So this week we're doing cult classics, right? Cult classics, TV shows and movies. And we're going to start with movies that we like that people may not even know exist. Yeah. Because, like, so the definition of a cult classic is something that is maybe not popular, didn't do well in the box show, but has, like, a very rabid and passionate following. Um, and... That kind of starts with like episodes and shows and movies and stuff that maybe generally people don't like. My first one is a movie called Sidekicks. Never even heard of it. Right. So Sidekicks is a movie starring a very young Chuck Norris. And it's about a kid who is a martial arts fan who is a huge fan of Chuck Norris, who in the movie plays a movie star who is an action star. And the young man ends up getting into martial That's arts like and so on and so forth. Eighteen wall breaks right there. Right, and it's it's kind of like a knockoff Karate Kid, but instead of like having a teacher that is teaching some, how to wax off. Yeah, yeah, we're not teaching people waxing off, but uh, he ends up like he often daydreams about like being in the movies and scenarios with Chuck Norris as his partner. And it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, so I'm foggy on the details, but it was like instrumental in my fandom of martial arts as a kid and getting involved in martial arts. Like once I, I like I got into martial arts because I was a fan of the Ninja Turtles, which is not a cult classic. Everybody loved them. Listen, nothing is ever gonna beat uh Ninja Turtles two with the vanilla ice. Yeah. Like Ninja Rap, Ninja is Rap on is a cult classic. Playlist, like I know the Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go, 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 Go. Yeah, I I'm can in. recite that entire song. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely in on that. Um, so that that's my first one. Uh, my other one would be the best of the best, which is also a martial arts movie. What Never. is it with you in the martial arts movie, bro? Man? I was a karate kid. I was in the Chuck Norris fan club. I have a signed Chuck Norris poster. Of course you do. Like, I was a huge, huge fan of martial arts growing up. Uh, I started when I was like three and a half. Got my black belt, studied regularly until I was 18, 19, somewhere in there. And college athletics kind of took over. And it's what, like, pushed me down the road to an MMA career eventually. Right. Like, I can't be, like, surprised that you have a martial arts background with the fact that you got into like some amateur MMA stuff, but like, I don't know. Like I was just, my parents never let me take any kind of like martial art. They said it was too violent. They wouldn't let me do it. I think they just didn't want to pay the money. And honestly, looking back, I'm just like, that shit's expensive. Like I don't fucking blame them. So I took, uh, I studied under a guy who taught a, it's called Shotokan karate. It's a very traditional Japanese style of karate. And he taught it out of his garage. Uh, when I first started, he taught at St. John's Elementary School in Alden. Uh, and every once in a while, he would hold class at Alden High School, like on a Saturday morning in the gym. And that's like where it started. But then he ended up building his own dojo off the back of his garage. And but like we were part of an international organization. Like I can till still to this day go to a Shoto like as somebody who's part of the International Shotokan Karate Association and anywhere in the world. And they recognize me as a black belt where like certain like certain sects of BJJ and stuff like that, like don't recognize your black belt. If you're not like part of, oh, their if you're not lineage. from, if you're like, not from Gracie jujitsu, like you can't go to this other jujitsu, right? Like if you, if you're not recognized by their, their family as a black belt, like where this is, if you are part of this international association, like they recognize your black belt because it's like international standards to get there. Yeah. Like it's, it's not what I refer to as a big dojo, like your master catchings type, you know, world-class <laughs> Taekwondo that's being taught to you by a 13 year old. So that's, uh, 
way off course, but the best of the best is basically a movie about a the a U.S. Taekwondo team that gets invited to go uh, five man team in like individual sparring session like or like matches with the Korean team and they kind of handpick these dudes and it's this big showdown and like it's so it's, it's what awesome. It, what is it? Is this like full a con- lame fucking Mortal Kombat? Uh, no. I, we will find this movie and watch it and you'll be like, I get it. I, I won't make you watch Sidekicks because that's campy and cheesy because it's got Chuck Norris in it. This is legit. It's got like legitimate martial artists who became movie stars because of their time in martial arts. Yeah. Like, um, and um, the the dude who voiced Darth Vader, why am I blanking on his name? James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones is in the movie. He's the coach of the team. Oh, okay. You're So, yeah, you're good. All right. So what are your movies that you like that other people don't? Uh, I am really a fan, as you can probably tell, of like all, all things horror, yeah. all things you know, spooky and evil. Uh, I really like kind of like off-the-cuff, obscure horror movies and okay. stuff like that. Uh, one of my favorites is more of like a horror comedy called Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. I've seen that show up on Netflix and whatnot. I've never watched it, but I've kind of wanted to. Oh my god, it is fucking fan. If if anyone has not seen Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, it's a good fucking time. It's basically like uh, these two guys. Uh, one of them's Alan Alan Tudyk. You okay. know who that is? Yes. Okay. Um, great comedy actor. Uh, they play these like backwoods rednecks, and their their dream in life is to just own a piece of property out in the woods. Where they can, you know, go do their hunting, their fishing, and it's it's theirs. So they end up buying this cabin, and uh, almost as if a cabin. It's a cabin in the woods. Yes, yes, it is a cabin in the woods. To be Ooh. to be fair, uh, and basically, like the the whole premise is like they're going up there just to like spruce this place up. No, oh. okay, like it's old, it's abandoned. They're just going to spruce this place up. And there is a group of teenagers, like five or six teenagers, that in typical comedy fashion see these guys at like the local like side uh, side of the road country mini mart type deal and get scared to hell of these guys uh, because Tucker is just trying to talk to the, the pretty girl, like just try to say hi and like they get like the typical like douchebag frat boy bro fashion brush them off like get the fuck away from her da, 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 da. well they end up in the same area as where Tucker and Dale's cabin is and Tucker and Dale are just out fishing in the middle of the night while the kids are out uh like skinny dipping and shit and the girl that uh he was trying to talk to is on top of a rock about to jump in and uh he's like he's very polite like he sees her like stripping down to like jump in her her underwear and stuff like that and he's like he doesn't want to look and in the midst of like trying to tell the other guy like not to look they inadvertently like get her attention scare the hell out of her she slips off the rock bangs her head goes underwater they jump in they save her and this kicks off the shenanigans of the rest of the movie because they pull her out of the water, pulling her, pull her in their boat and yell over to the other kids like, Hey, you know, like we have your friend (laughs) and the rest of the movie is literally the, the other, the kids trying to get the friend back while they're, they're actually like nursing her to health. And these kids just like start killing themselves all over the property. Like one guy, like, tries to like run up and like stab one of them in the back but accidentally like jumps into a wood chipper that's turned on oh nice like another one like falls into like like a pit like they think they're making this girl dig her own grave and like she's actually like a country girl she's like helping them dig like a porta shitter hole <laughs> and like so he runs up with a stick and like trips over falls in the hole and impales himself on the stick and like it's just it's shenanigans because all they're trying to do is help get this girl back to health and back to her friends. The friends think that they're these country bumpkins that are going to like eat her. Right. And inadvertently end up killing themselves all over 
this property. It's just <laughs> fucking hilarious. So while you were telling that, I, I looked up Alan Tudyk and uh, most famously, probably across the world, known as Steve the Pirate from yes. yeah. Dodgeball. Um, I mean, this dude's been in everything. He does a ton of voice acting. He was uh, um, uh, he was in one of the Transformers movies as like one of the guy's bodyguards, Dutch. Yes. Um. So he like he was in Patch Adams. Yeah. Um. He was Lenny, Oscar, and Dab in Ice Age. Again, as a voice actor across the board. Um. He's been in all the Ice Ages. Um, knocked up three ten to Yuma, which was a great. He voiced a Marine in Halo. Yeah, uh, he's did. I mean, done a ton of things in video games. He's done. There he is in Tucker and Dale vs Evil. Uh, just, I mean, he had a, he did did a voice of a German guy in Family Guy, uh, Dutch in Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, he voiced the Flash in Barry Allen in Batman: The Brave and the Bold. He yeah, did. He's all over the board. He did Simon in Alvin and the Chipmunks. Chipwrecked. Like, I mean, this Napoleon Dynamite is Officer Elwood. I mean, just like the Injustice Gods Among Us video games. He was the Green Arrow. Uh, I mean, this man has been in everything. So if you don't know him, yes, you do. So yeah. if I can find a movie that Allie has seen, which, I mean, she's seen Dodgeball, I hope. Yep. There we go. She's seen a movie. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if she if I, if I can find something that this dude was in that she knows, you've seen him. So Right. Uh. I really don't have any other like movies that are kind of like off the cuff, like that aren't like huge cult classics. But right. That's that's just more of one that like I don't know if many people have actually seen it because anytime I ever bring it up, people are like, "Oh, I've never, never even heard of that movie." Right. Like I, that one's I, I've, again I've heard of. I've just never seen it. Yeah. Which it's, it's, after it's, this, after we get done podcasting, like we need to go relax on the couch. Eat some food. Eat some food. Kick it on, and you will fucking love it. Yeah, we'll we'll do that, and we'll do uh, best of the best. Yeah, yeah. Allie, we're watching movies. There you go. Um, so my my TV show that, and it's one that I love that other people, not that they've never heard of, but they either don't like it or just like I never I watched an episode. It wasn't funny. Was is Futurama? I love Futurama. See, I'm I'm a huge, uh, we'll call it adult animation fan futurama family guy american dad yep yep, yep. uh archer. fucking lo- i never watched archer archer is actually on the list of uh cult classic tv shows and it, i don't know if it can be a cult classic if it's still current because they're still putting new episodes out but archer is very funny um the guy who and again i'm i'm not good with names and stuff but the guy who does the voice of the gas station attendant at our on family guy who always makes movie references. Yeah. He voices Archer. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. I could be completely off base, but yeah. So it's it's really good. It's really, it's stupid funny. Uh, Archer is a spy who is so good that he basically does what he does drunk and half-assed half the time. He He's like, think of like Captain Jack Sparrow, but as an Archer. Like just, does he plan this or is he just that good? Like, it, you'll I think never I've, know. I've seen like an episode or two. Um of Archer, but I've never seen enough of it to actually like be invested or like know it, what's going on. If you have Hulu, I recommend it. Like as just a like, I actually just started uh, like American Dad. Yeah, a, I've I've from that start to finish. from the start. Like we we did Family Guy start to finish. Um, yeah, I've done Futurama start to finish, which like I've done actually, that like three or four times. I have too, and and that one actually has like some weird like tear jerking scenes, like where yeah. like with Fry's family and like the different futures where like they'll cross over, where like oh you know Fry goes back in time and like doesn't get to be with Leela, but then like yeah he still loves her and like leaves her a note later on in life, like somewhere for her it, to find. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's got some actual like substance to it at times, which is just awkward, but. Uh, since we're on the topic, let's stay with TV. Okay. Uh, mine's kind of like a twofer because it's, it's two shows, but they're kind of like in like a shared universe. Okay. Um, I don't know how many people actually watch like the the sci-fi channel and watch like sci-fi movies and like sci-fi original TV shows, um, but uh, the shows Eureka and Warehouse 13. 
I've seen Eureka. I've never watched Eureka. Like so, it's like popped up on things I could watch or should watch, but I've never actually watched both of those shows. They're they're fantastic. Uh, I I absolutely love them. Eureka is this U.S. marshal ends up landing a job in uh, this town called Eureka, and it's basically uh, an entire town of geniuses like your iq has to be like above like 150 or whatever genius level is in order to to like live there and they like they create like all the kinds of like like technological developments like a lot of military contracts and like every episode something fucking goes wrong with one of the projects being worked on and like this guy who is just like your average joe just like you and me who is not that smart like he's normal guy smart smart uh, he's gotta, he's gotta like, me I'm really he's smart. gotta figure out like how to save the day, like undo all this stupid shit that these super geniuses are doing to save the day. Right. Uh, warehouse 13, uh, is basically like there's artifacts out in the world that possess like magical capabilities and it's the job of the people that work at warehouse 13 to go out in the world, find these artifacts, tag them bag them bring them back to the warehouse seal them away because like some of them are fun like uh the one episode the one character uses like Marilyn monroe's like hairbrush and she's like dark haired character brunette as soon as she starts brushing her hair with monroe's hairbrush it magically turns her hair blonde oh. you know there's certain items that you touch them and they make you instantly drunk or feel drunk, uh, you know, stuff like that. So there's so some fun ones like that. There's also some, like, really terrible ones that, like, you mess with them and they'll just straight up kill you. But it's, uh, you know, usually some good shenanigans going on between the different characters on the show in the warehouse and, like, the shit that happens while they're trying to acquire these artifacts out there. Like, it's just, right. it's a good time. Uh, speaking of, I believe, I'm 99. It was either actually, I'm pretty sure it was FX. Um, was the bastard executioner? Was uh, it was the the show that the creator of Sons of Anarchy started working on after Sons ended? So his plan was to do Sons of Anarchy, then start because he loves doing, I believe, uh, seven seasons of things, mm-hmm. and like so, he was going to do seven seasons of the bastard executioner. Which basically it it didn't last long enough to get in depth on the story, but basically it was a dude whose village had gotten raided and in medieval times and his family got killed. He survived, um, like barely, was actually saved by somebody, and he was actually like planting himself as the executioner, the new executioner that was sent to the kingdom that like raided his village and killed his family, and he was basically like trying to exact his revenge from the inside. And they were starting to like introduce like witches and like actual magic and stuff like that, and they got canceled because the ratings were low. But it was very like cerebral and deep, and, yeah. Like then adding in medieval times, then adding in the magic element, and it was a lot. And a lot of people didn't like it because of that. Um, they also didn't like it because they were like, "Oh, the dude who created Sons made this. This is going to be awesome." And it wasn't anything like Sons, except for the fact that it had his wife Katie Segal in it. So yeah. But, well, uh, like even like. He came out and he did the the Mayans, which is still going. It's still going, but I was not a fan. Huge I, fan of Sons. I watched the first season, like the first half of the season, maybe two thirds of the first season of Mayans, and I was just like, "Yeah, no." I I've debated going back to give it a second shot because I did the same thing, um, because I did hear that there have been some tie-ins with the Sons and like a couple characters that you would know come back into the fold at yeah. time, like one-offs or whatever. But he is also planning once Mayans wraps up to do either first nine to do the first nine as a like a nine part miniseries and then start the the sequel to Sons which involve Jax's uh, Jax's kids which I would love to see like those are two shows I would love to see absolutely I would love to see uh, either the first nine like how everything got started up until the point that you know they off John yep uh, because pretty much anything in between, like them killing John, and then when Sons actually starts, nothing really seems to have gone on there. No, it, that's just, it's just the club as usual. Like. Yeah. Um. But I would love to see like a first nine show, and I would love to see 
like a continuation of, you know, because Abel, yeah, Abel was the firstborn. He yes. was probably what four, f- four. I think it was like seven, five, seven. Like, somewhere so he, in there. he was he was old enough to be going to school, old enough, to, right. Like old enough to remember a lot of the things that were happening, right? So I would love to see like a continuation, like. 10, 15 years down the line where now Abel the, the, the rumor, is in his early 20s. The rumor is that Abel understanding like who his dad was and like what it did to the family basically goes into law enforcement. And then Thomas, who wasn't old enough to know, but wants to know about his dad and like the lifestyle, goes back to Charming and wants to join the sons. And it's basically the Cain and Abel story of two sons at war. With each other, basically. Yo. Dude, I, that's, that is the rumor about the show. Like, if that's just the rumor, like, I'm so I'm fucking sold already. Absolutely. I'm fucking sold already. So, uh, other... Sorry, like, I already talked about Archer. Uh, we just kind of jumped off about Sons a little bit there, which I don't believe... Like, Sons isn't a cult classic show. Like, no, either there's you, enough either people. You, either you watched it and you loved it, or you didn't watch it, and you don't know what you're missing. Right. So, that's... Uh, that's about that, but you know they're uh, going back to animated shows. Daria back in the day. Did you ever watch Daria on MTV? No, I know what it is. I never watched it though. Uh, so Daria was basically just this moody goth chick that was like had a perky preppy sister that she hated, and like it was really about nothing more than their interactions through their lives in high school. But it was I don't know. It was. I were I watched it growing up, and it was just a show that was on. I, yeah, but apparently, like, I mean, you can still find like Daria apparel at like Hot yeah. Topic and shit. Yeah, like, like so, I know who the characters are. I just never watched the show. Right, and it's one of those things that like if it's got a t if it's got like a clothing line at Hot Topic, it probably was a cult classic at some point. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Like I, I would love to throw like a lot of like the horror movies in there, but like I feel like they're a little. They're a little too mainstream to be really cult classics, like your 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 Friday the Thirteenth, your Nightmare on Elm Street, right. stuff like that. Like you either love them or you've never seen them. Yeah. Um, wrapping up my list here for TV shows before we get too high into movies. Um, two, three more common recent ones: uh, Arrested Development, which um, I watched. It was very very good. It was very funny. It got canceled. They like tipped like tipped off that they were about to be canceled by like like the narrator of the show would mention like seriously tell your friends to watch like we're getting like big name celebrities to do cameos please watch our show so we don't get canceled yeah i never i never got into arrested development i just i don't know like it just uh i'm not really a fan of those type of like like sitcom TV shows like that, you know, like which, I never, I never liked the office, which I did. Cause I had Peacock. I started watching the office. I got f- 10 minutes into the first episode and I'm like, no, fuck this. I'm telling you, you got to give it a legit no. shot. By the way, uh, don't get too attached to Peacock. Cause I'm definitely canceling that subscription. I haven't, haven't done it since we watched, uh, since we watched mania. So, okay. Um, but like yeah, like The Office, like Arrested Development. Um, what are the other ones? Um, Friends, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, Friends. But I loved, I loved How I Met Your Mother. See, that confuses the shit out of me. How do you not like Friends, but you like How I Met Your Mother? How do you like How I Met Your Mother and don't like, like Arrested? Again, Arrested Development is on the cult classic list because not a ton of people have seen it, but the people who've seen it really liked it. Now, when Netflix picked it up and continued it, it lost something. Like it, it went too far. Uh, Arrested Development was a sitcom that was like aware of itself being a sitcom. Another one like that would be Better Off Ted, which I like. I loved and laughed my ass off about. Um, another one again that it was aware of what it was and made reference to what it was is the show Community. Um, so like those two were both very very aware and like the characters in only again, one character again, in Community. All those all those shows. Those are the other ones like Community and Parks and Rec. I see. I loved Parks and Rec. No, like I like I enjoy watching like funny snippets from those shows, but like I can't just sit down and watch them. Like I don't think they're that good. See, they're they're not shows that you get full tilt vested in, but at the same token, like they 
they're good for what they are, which is like something to watch when you're not like I need to be emotionally vested in a show, but something I'm going to laugh my ass off at community. Like I said, was most like most of the characters were living just in like life in a community college. And Abed was well aware that he was in a TV show and kept making references to like six seasons in a movie is the tell for whether a show is successful. They made six seasons. The last two were not good, but like there keeps they keep like rumoring a community reunion movie type thing. Don't know what the hell it would be about. Yeah, but still. Um, and then two that are a little bit one still going on and has a very rabid cult following is Doctor Who. I started watching Doctor Who. Um, I watched like from not like the like the old old stuff, but like when they rebooted it yes. in like two thousand five. I started watching it. Uh, I think I'm on the first season of like uh, David Tennant being the Doctor. Um, it's good. I don't understand the massive cult following behind it. I don't think it's that good, but like it's decent. Maybe I'm just not far enough into it. I don't know. British stuff is interesting because British humor is interesting. But like I love the Sherlock show on BBC. With Benedict Cumberbatch and um, I, I can tell you, I've watched a few episodes of Doctor Who. Um, I don't. I wouldn't even know where to go to watch it. It's on HBO Max right now, and I don't have HBO Max. But like, what I watched was interesting, and I would probably continue to watch it. But like, at the same time, it's not something I would actively seek out. At the same token, yeah. I mean, I kind of did actively seek out Doctor Who because just it's it's such a massive like thing that I was like, all right, let's see what this is all about. Like, oh, it's on HBO. Like, cool. Like, I have HBO. I'll watch it. And then, like, I watched it for a good like two weeks, and then I kind of just tapered off and went back to watching other things. I was like, yeah, yeah all right. Uh, and my my last one on the TV list is, and I am a huge huge fan and I've actually wanted to do something like this with one of the podcasts whether it be a sports like watching a sporting event and doing it in this fashion like to live stream but again you got to be careful with that because of like copyright infringement and whatever right but uh, mystery science theater 3000 never even heard of that so mystery science theater three the mystery science theater 3000 is basically the general idea of it and I believe it started maybe as a show and then became a movie, or they, it was a movie that they did, and then became a show. But it was basically a guy and two robots who are trapped on a spaceship, and they watch crappy sci-fi films. At, like So the show is literally a crappy sci-fi film with the silhouette of the front row of a movie theater and their three figures, and they sit there and make fun of the movie the whole time. And it's like, I've wanted to do this, where like, I set a camera and streaming set, like station up behind a couch or something and like me and two friends with like and I would need three broadcast headsets for this or like a decent setup where we could work it out. Maybe we'll set this up with uh, with my buddy Matt and do like a, a, a network theater 3000 or something at the precinct where the camera's behind us and you just like film like the room goes dark, you can see our silhouettes with the light from the screen of the big screen TV, and we just sit there and make fun of a fucking movie for an hour and a half. But that's basically what it is: is these dudes just sit there and make fun of a movie. And like, I, there's more to it than that. But I, and I've only seen a few of them, but they're they're funny. Like, because they're sitting there, like, oh no, don't be a, like run away. The thing that's very blatantly a guy in a shitty rubber suit is gonna get you. Like, right. Like, it's like, funny, oh, but. she's running through the woods away from him. Like, she's deaf. Oh, yep, there it is. She just tripped and fell on her face. Yeah. Like, oh, look, don't trip over that piece of nothing that's there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Run right by the car that's unlocked and running. Like, don't get in it and slam on the gas and just get the fuck out of there. Like, yeah, go hide, go hide in the dingy garage with chainsaws on the wall. Like, right. Like that, like, like that Ge- Geico did, commercial. Yeah, didn't yes. Geico do a commercial like that? Yes, but this and this show is literally three dudes, like a dude and two robots, like making fun of people doing those things. So that would actually be a good time. Yeah, to that, do. like a good time to do and like to, to get an idea. It's. Like find it. I'm pretty sure. Like you, I, at one point you could find it on Netflix. If not, it's probably on Hulu. Whatever. But like you can like watch an episode of it. and You'll see what I mean. It's literally yeah. like, and they take like intermissions. We're like, all right, I gotta piss, and like the one dude will get up, and you'll see him walk across the screen. Like, <laughs> but uh, 
Speaking of movies and like the, the a movie that you could would actually maybe see. And I, if you've never seen this one, I'll be shocked. I watched it with my sister when we were younger. And I don't know why, but she was like weirdly obsessed with it was killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, that's like that is like the definition of what a cult classic movie is. Yes. That might be like, and I, I went, that was the list I was making before we hit record here was like, I was pulling up ones that like two of them for me are kickboxer and blood sport. Yeah. Both of which like, again, they're martial arts, they're fight movies, they're martial arts movies, like very, very similar in plot line. Yeah. Um, but again, either you've seen them and you love them or you've never even heard of them. So, but like th- those are the type of things like, again, killer clowns from outer space. That's a cult classic type movie. Uh, the ones we're going to cut, like the ones I have left on my list here are far more cult and far more classic than those two. So I got them out of the way first, but had to had to bring us in to, to up to speed with Killer right. Clowns. Yeah. Like like I said, that's like textbook definition of what a cult classic movie is. Right. And it's 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 bad. It's literally it's terrible. It, like it. The, but it's terrible to the point that it's so terrible. It is good. Right. And, and it crosses that like horror comedy genre line yes. before like before they made comedic horror movies i believe it was meant to be an actual horror movie but it was, it was so bad it was to. funny yeah like and it, it hits it on the head they're killer clowns from outer space yeah and they like put people in if memory serves like cotton candy cocoons and shit yeah yeah so fucking hilarious <sighs> uh so some of the ones on my list are um pretty much like any rob zombie movie yes um, um, not necessarily like the Halloween ones, just because like he those brought were in remakes of yeah he brought in like the mainstream with that. I'm talking like House um, of a Thousand Corpses, Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. Uh, um, the Devil's Rejects trilogy is fantastic. Yes, um, probably one of my absolute favorite ones though. And I don't know if if you're a Rob Zombie fan, you you might see it. Uh, Thirty one. Yes. I so love good. 31 so good. is fantastic. It's probably Rob, one of Rob my favorite Zombie ones. as a movie director, because I'm pretty sure he's the director on those. Yeah. Um, not the producer. Maybe he's both. I don't know. But, like, if you're a fan of one, you're a fan of them all. Yeah. Like, if, like you just like that style. Um, he just brings that, like, dark, fucked up grit. Yes. And just doesn't hold anything back. Doesn't leave anything to the imagination. Like... There are no cutaways. If someone's getting their head chopped off, guess what? You saw it on screen. Yeah. Um, so, like, I've never seen El Super Bisto. Nah, I've never seen that one. But, like, Lords of Salem is great. Uh, so, Three from Hell, The Devil's Rejects, 31, House of a Thousand Corpses, Lord of, Lords of Salem. Uh, there's one in here. Super. Slither. Maybe I'm getting beyond what he's actually done. But, I mean... Those are like the main ones, yeah. That I would say, but yeah, yeah, he's love love zombies movies, yeah. And and again, they're not they're not like they're gore, like so that horror like gory horror film, but they're not like obnoxiously done. No, like because a lot of like gore fest movies are literally just like oh I'm gonna chop your arm off and five gallons of blood are gonna come pouring out and like or they're just gratuitous gore for the sake of gratuitous gore where this is like artfully done if there's a way to artfully do gore it is it's a rob zombie movie yes and so if you're a fan of that go check out any route like i i would say start with like just like go with the devil's rejects movies like those three house of a thousand corpses then devil's rejects then Then three three from from hell Hell. which i'm not gonna lie three from hell i wasn't i haven't huge fan of it i haven't seen it yet but I wasn't disappointed with it. I haven't seen it yet because, like, those are movies I cannot watch with Allie because she does not do blood and guts very well. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that last week. Like, I was watching an episode of House the other day, which House could probably be on that list, but, like, they show things of, like, anim- like, com- like um, computer-generated animation of the inner workings of the human body, and she's like, mm, uh, mm, I can't, I can't. So, yeah. But, like, it's, it's on my list, and those are things I either have to catch... When we watch, get to watch movies at work, or like when she's either not home or I'm like laying in bed. Yeah. So, uh, half baked is on there. Half baked is a good one. Uh, fucking hilarious, and like again, not a lot. Like people, so there are people who haven't seen it, but if you've seen it, you know it. And if we're going, if we're going half baked, we probably throw like how high on there. Yep. Like fucking love that, love that movie. Um, 
one of I've only seen it twice, but it's one of my personal favorites in that genre. Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Yeah, Dazed and Confused is definitely a good one. We can't stop here. This is Bat Country. I say that to people and people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, how do you not like probably like this dude is tripping balls so bad. He's seeing bats that aren't there. And if like my man's got a fucking cigarette on a cigarette filter stick thing sticking out of his mouth the whole time. So he talks like that with like his mouth half closed because he got his mouth around the cigarette stick. And that's how he talks. Well, well we better up. We can't stop here. This is bat country. And they're, like he's looking around paranoid about bats that are dive bombing him that aren't actually there. Yeah. It's great. Uh, probably my favorite movie, like probably to me, the cult classic of all cult classics that like started what a cult classic actually is. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. I found out what Rocky Horror was my freshman year at Buff State. Um, did they do a live? They did. So it's the, so awesome, isn't the, it? The way that they, the way that this came to be a part of my life was they. I took an intro to theater class. I thought I was taking a class that was going to do like basic acting skills. It was literally the introduction to the history of theater. <laughs> Great. One of the projects we had to do, we had like two, two, two or three main projects, uh, and that's all the class was because it was an intro course. One we had to like find uh it was pretty much a cult classic movie and like write a paper on it and then like we had to go see the school's production of rocky horror and a second live production of rocky horror not done by the school and watch the movie and write a paper on it like comparing and contrasting yeah if you've never been Oh my god! Yeah, if you've never been to a live screening where they do watch, the watch acting. the movie, so you understand like kind of what you're getting in for, and then go see a live production because it is a full immersion experience. Listen, if you're gonna go to a live production, number one, you need to bring uh, a bag of rice. You need to bring rubber rubber gloves. You need to bring toast. Like make toast at home and bring toast. Uh, you have to bring. Uh, I believe you have to bring a squirt gun. You have to bring newspapers. You have to bring kazoos or like noisemakers. Um, it and, and do not be confused or concerned when you walk into this show and you're sitting next to people in drag. No, not at all. Because and listen, you can hear this. You can be like, I don't know if that. You will have the, the time best of fucking your time life. of your life. I would go. I would not dress in drag. That's not my cup of tea. Oh, I, I would I, totally go dress as Frankenfurter. And I like. I've gone to two of these now because I had to, and it's an experience. Yeah. And that's the only way. It is an experience. But I and I one hundred percent. You need to do it once in your life. You need to do yeah. it. Yeah. Like number one, if you've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, y- you need to. And then let's you, do you the time warp to. again. And then usually uh, there's actually a uh, production in Buffalo. Um, I follow them on TikTok. Oh. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Buffalo or something like that, Um, which I would love to if we could somehow get connected with them and like have them on the show and talk about it Um, because it's great. Like Rocky Horror is probably one of my all-time favorite movies. I watch it all the time. But yeah, there's actually like a production company in Buffalo here that I found on TikTok that uh, that does a lot of the like the live productions in the area. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna work on that because getting them involved in common debauchery would be a lot of fun in yes. some way. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll figure that out, and you guys can look forward to that. But can you imagine like oh we God. end up getting involved in the stage show somehow, like? Let's do a science mystery theater 3000 of Rocky Horror. <laughs> <laughs> all you're going to see is me singing and dancing, man. That's all you need to see, buddy. Uh, dialing back to the horror gore genre from dusk till dawn. Yes. All three of them. Yeah. Like, and they're again, they're a cult classic in and of themselves. It's a campy, cheesy, 
bloody, gory version. I love of how the Cheech vampire Marin stories. plays like eight different characters. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. Uh, I, that it's one of the places that um, you want white pussy, you want black pussy, you want Asian pussy, you know, you want hairy pussy. We got it all. <laughs> uh, and it's uh, it's one of the Danny Trado is in, yeah is in them, or uh, at least one of Selma them. Selma Hayek, yeah, Santanico Dominica or something like that. Yeah, and if like Danny Trejo in and of himself is a cult classic thing. Yeah, like Machete. Yeah, the the, the Machete, Machete Kills, yeah. uh, Dust Till Dawn. I mean, this man has been in literally everything. Like, And so currently he's in three announced movies. He's in, holy fuck, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight that are in pre-production. Three more that are filming fuck four more that are post-production yeah um he's all over the place one two three four five things that are coming out that are completed and then oh uh, like i mean jesus my american family the max he's he's gonna be on the masked singer as a raccoon or he is or he is so he, spoil, he would have he would have been because usually alert. once they're once that's out there, if, you, if you've never watched American Gods, which is a probably current cult classic, I would say Death Rider in the House of Vampires as Bella Latigo. Uh, like so many. He, he was actually in another one of my favorite cult classics, um, Range 15. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen? I have not. Oh, fucking fantastic. Uh, Matt Best is a former Army Ranger um, who started uh he's the the guy who he, does black rifle coffee he voiced el diablo in the spongebob movie did he really yes <laughs> reno nine he was an assassin in reno 911 um he voiced he had a voiceover in family guy he actually also had like a couple cutscene cameos in family guy yeah uh he was breacher in the flash which is a yes. great show um Bare Knuckle Brawler, three. For, he was in three from hell. Yep. Um, I mean, he was I, in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yes. I mean, I, I'm I'm scrolling past. This list is insanely long. Uh, he voiced multiple Mexican thugs in the American Dad show. Um, he voiced M- Malice Marauder and Wreck Marauder in Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. I'm pretty sure he was in Rick and Morty. Yes. Uh, Granddaddy Daycare. So the sequel to Daddy Daycare was Granddaddy Daycare, oh, and he was Christ. one of them because that was just filled with like male comedians and action stars. Um, Mr. Min- Mr. Malevolent. Sure, I think Malevolent. I yeah, that's the one in American Nightmares. Uh, like I mean, just he was he, El Moco in the Adventure of Puss in Boots. So here's this grizzled Mexican badass. Who's voicing? Who's doing voiceovers for kid shows? Yeah, Murderer in the Woods as Sheriff Lorenzo, and he plays both sides of it. He can be a cop, he can be a good guy, he can be a bad guy. Like he does it all. Yeah, uh, he was in Sons of Anarchy. He was in Rick and Morty, like you said. Um, oh, like so. I mean, I like can't Danny, even. Danny Trejo is literally just like Danny Trejo is, is a cult, cult classic. classic. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's things that I'm. Santanico Pandemonium. That's what her name was. He was in the Dust Till Dawn TV series in 2015. Yeah. And he was as the regulator. Um, I mean, God, I get it's just so many. He narrated something. He uh, Alcatraz Prison Escape Deathbed Confession. He was the narrator. What? Right. God, there's so many. I'm only at 2013, by the way. Yeah. And I've skipped a bunch. He was in Death Race. Yep. Which um, is actually another cult classic movie. Yes. Both of them. Yes. He, uh, he was. Oh no, that's not what I thought it was. I really liked Death Race with the like the original one. I don't. It I don't think good. I saw the sequel. The sequel was okay. Was the sequel the one like Death Race three thousand with Jason Momoa? Probably. Yeah, that one was shit. Um. But the original Death Race with... My, uh, my man voices video games. He was Gus in Modern Family. 
like what he was in King of the Hill. He was in Breaking Bad. He's been, he's this man has been in everything. If you've watched a show, Danny Trejo has been in it. Yeah, pretty. If much. you've seen a movie, Danny Trejo has been in it. Uh, if you've seen or heard of anything, Danny Trejo has probably been in it. Danny Trejo was the badass Hispanic dude in it. Yeah. End of conversation. Moving on because we're going to run out of time if we keep talking about everything Danny Trejo has been in. <laughs> uh, uh, a movie that is very much a cult classic. Um, so much so, my 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 buddy Austin, who has been a guest, he's one of our co-hosts on Hats, Tats, and Stats. This is so far the only podcast I run that he has not been on, which we will change at some point in the future. Uh, and they, actually, he would have been a good one to be on for this because he has seen every movie ever. He is the... He is the yang of I've seen every movie on the planet to Ali's yin of I've never seen anything. Well, so am I. Like, this dude is just, he can, like, you mention a movie, he can quote it, and you'll look at him and be like, what? He'll be like, it's from the movie. And he did it verbatim. And you'll be like, when did that happen? And he can tell you the scene that, like, it's it unfucking canny. Uh, his go-to movie is and always has been Office Space. So much so that my other buddy, Poe, who has been on the show as a co-host at, at one point, uh, talking about weird, nerdy fandoms, will never see this movie because Austin has ruined it for him. Office Space. <laughs> I've only seen it once. I just I wasn't if, a huge fan of it, but... If you could go ahead and uh, update yourself on that and see it again, that'd be great. Thanks. Like... Something about, like, where's my stapler or something like that? Uh, the stapler is, oh, God, I'm pretty sure his name is Milton in the movie. And it's just this dorky, nerdy. Actually, it may be the guy that plays the dorky, nerdy guy in Dodgeball. Might be the same dude. Yeah, I'm I think not it sure. is. I think it is. So a lot of things tying together here, as you can tell, uh, in the cult world, in the world of cult classic movies. Dodgeball probably being one of them. Um, although that's got some mainstream people in it. It's probably pretty popular, so maybe not. But yeah. it's a good reference movie. So the dorky, nerdy guy you know, who knows all the rules and you know talks about watching things on ESPN 8, the Ocho, plays this nerdy office worker who basically his entire purpose is to just get shit on by everybody. And the like the bosses come in and you know, the guys in tours are like, uh, yeah, so if you could go ahead and get that to me uh, today, that'd be great. Thanks, and walk away. They go to fire him, and they realize that, like, well, we don't like confrontation. So what we're going to do is we're just going to stop paying him, and eventually they stop showing up. So, like, we're just going to stop your paycheck, and eventually, and they're like, so then they're like, oh, well, he's taking up cubicle space that we need. Okay, so we're going to move him. Like, we're not going to fire him. We move him to a different spot than a different spot than eventually, like, in this, like, basement. And, like, oh, like, actually, like, I'm going to need to take that stapler for, uh, yeah, this is this is company property. Yeah, okay, thanks. And, like, but, but, he, but he took my stapler, and, and it did, like, but I, and I haven't gotten paid in, in, in over a month, but I keep showing up to work. If, if you could, like, and, again, part of the cult classic movie. And eventually he burns the building down. Yeah. And gets rich because of the entire plot of this. Go watch the movie if you haven't seen it. I'm not explaining the whole fucking thing to you. <laughs> I ain't got time for that shit. What else you got? Anything good? Anything? Uh, the Crow. The Crow. Oh, rest in peace, my man. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one because that was the last movie that Brandon Lee filmed because he actually died during filming because yes. someone fucked up. Yes, son of the legendary Bruce Lee. Yes. Yeah, that's... Yeah, someone, someone fucked up and like... They Didn't thought he, like, they were shooting killed? a blank oh, and yeah, something yeah. came like something was in the gun and which is like, another conspiracy it, theory. Yeah. Like that's another it, conspiracy. It actually that like shot him about. and like he ended up dying from it. Yeah. Uh, and to this day remains unsolved of yeah. how that happened. Yeah. No one knows. Well, someone knows, but yeah. So dude, quote, got, no one knows. Dude got shot while filming and died. When he was like, it was obviously you never shoot a live gun on a, on set. Yeah, unless. I don't, I don't know exactly if it was like they thought it was the prop gun, but it was actually a real gun loaded with a real bullet, or if it was the prop gun jerry rigged to shoot something. Yeah, uh, yeah. but some something happened and he ended up dying. Yeah. So and that's yeah, that scary, scary times. Like, imagine like just doing your job and like I, we've done this a million times where you're shooting a blank and it's rigged to look a certain way or like, cause one of two things happens. You either shoot a real gun with a real round in a very controlled environment to get a specific shot 
for a show or you're shooting blanks and it's rigged to look real. Yeah. And this was somehow a combination of the two and a man died. Can you imagine like they shoot him like he reacts and they're like, wow, doing really great acting. Sold sold the shit out of that. (laughs) And then all of a sudden he's just laying on the floor like, all right, cut. All right, Brandon, you can get up now. Hey, hey, man. Brandon. Hey, uh, we're not supposed to have that much fake blood on the floor. Yeah, brutal. So sad, but yeah. a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. A great movie. Um, my last one is the Blues Brothers movies. Blues Brothers and Blues Brothers 2000. Rest in peace, yes. Mr. Belushi. Uh, John, again, John Belushi himself, a cult classic yeah. human being. I mean, tying off Belushi, like, is Animal House? Animal House is like, absolutely. How has that not made the list? Like, that. that is a great, great fucking movie. I mean, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> no. 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 Not at, not at all. So, uh... They it, took the fucking bar! <laughs> they took the whole damn bar! <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, I'm pretty sure Animal House is one of my dad's favorite movies from... If, I, if memory serves, shout out again. I, I find a way to work him into every episode, apparently. Papa Ronnie is becoming a cult classic of common debauchery. But, uh, yeah, I loved the I loved Blues Brothers. Um, I've been on a mission from God my entire life, apparently. Yeah, the Blues Brothers. It's a great movie. And, again, iconic line. Got half a pack of cigarettes, full tick of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Yeah. <laughs> like... So good. Yeah. So good. Um, and then in turn again, like we just quoted Animal House. Um, and you could say Chris Farley's a cult classic, too, if we're on that, you know, overweight comedians that overdosed kick. Yeah. I mean, uh, what was that? Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh, my God. So, so funny. fucking funny. So funny. Uh, just everything the man did. And, like, I mean, obviously, you know, Tommy Boy and Black Sheep are a little bit more commonly known. But again, those those could probably be considered cult, cult classics, classics too yeah. because they're not. I mean, they're not really mainstream. They're not mainstream. David, like that was before David Spade was even remotely known. David Spade was known as the nerdy sidekick to Chris, Chris Farley. Farley for a long, long time. Right, and Chris Farley was known as the fat, hilarious guy from Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Live. Yeah, uh, and again, another rest in peace. Shout out to that guy. We could probably apparently do a whole episode about dead comedians. Um, yeah. But, you know, and people will tell you the the Chippendales skit with, again, another dead actor, Patrick Swayze, famous of Roadhouse, was one of the funniest things he's ever did. But they like everybody who who knew him and was friends with him basically said that was the skit that killed him. Yeah. Like that. It was like the entire thing was just, hey, like he was on like he was starting to lose some weight, started getting like and be a little bit healthier. And then Saturday night live wanted to do the skit where you're going to be the fat, ugly dude trying to be a stripper next to the chiseled Patrick Swayze. And that he was just different after that. Like he did it. He crushed it. It was hilarious, but like he was just different after that. And they, they basically said like he was basically sold out to the fact that, well, apparently I'm just the fat, funny guy. So I'll just be the fat, funny guy. And he hated my fat, funny guy. You're not fat. Shut the fuck up. We're not going into this counseling session on this goddamn podcast. Well, I thought that's why we're doing this. Is this no, is counseling for both of us. It's not counseling. It's therapeutic. There's a difference. Look it up. <laughs> I'll send you my bill in the mail. Um, but, I mean, like, we can dive into, into like, I mean, again, dead comedians could be an entire fucking podcast because yeah. there's so many of them. Mitch Hedberg, Robin Williams. like, And, and again, it, it's kind of a thing where, you know, people using humor to shield themselves. But yeah. that is going far deeper than this podcast has ever been meant to go. Um, and actually, th- there's another one. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But uh, he was originally known as the Roastmaster General. He was the most, he was the funniest roaster oh, on the Comedy um, Central roasts. And he, he ended up overdosing. Jeff, uh, Jeff Ross? No. No, no Je- uh, Jeff Ross has taken on the moniker and it's almost insulting. Um, I know, I know exactly who you're talking about, though. I can't think of his name. I I can see him. I I can. Yeah, it's not Jeff Ross. That fucking douchebag. Um. 
Greg Giraldo. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you like Greg Giraldo. He was actually a Harvard lawyer. Very intelligent. And he ended up hating law. He used his intelligence in his comedy in his in his shows. He was hilarious. And he ended up getting beaten down by the world of comedy because, you know, he's like he worked hard at his jokes and everything. And you had a guy like Larry the Cable Guy who got famous with a, the dumb redneck Gerdon. I was a fan growing up. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. But like the roast of Larry the Cable Guy, he was part of it. And he snapped. Like he legitimately, like, and people laughed because they thought it was a joke and it wasn't. It was actually his true feelings. Like, how the fuck are you so fucking popular? I am a Harvard educated comedian who uses actual intellect to tell jokes and get people left you are a dumb fucking redneck who just says one thing get her done and basically farts on stage and you're a fucking millionaire how are you so fucking popular yeah like and you like at the time you laughed you're like oh my god my man's going in and then like he's roasting the hell out of him and like a month and a half later he overdosed and left a suicide note and people were like oh maybe he wasn't fucking joking that wasn't meant to be funny like, no. we laughed at this dude's literal life frustrations on stage. Yeah. Oops. We're just going to chalk that one up to a whoopsie-daisy. Yeah, that's a whoopsie. I think mistakes were made on both sides. Yep. Moving on, and apparently Jeff Ross is now the Roastmaster General. What a dick. Yeah. Not a fan. No. I don't think he's that funny. No. I, I think that a lot of the times, like, some of the more... We are getting way off cult classic yeah. stuff, but, like, some of the some of the more, like, regular roasters, like... Like whenever like Nikki Glazer is on a roast panel, you know it's gonna be fucking good. Right. Like she does not hold back. Like she's probably one of my favorite comedians. Um whenever you see um every once in a while you'll get like Bob Saget up there as yes. a roaster. Who which if you've actually never seen Bob Saget do stand up Bob Saget is very funny. He's also very crude. I couldn't believe the first time I ever saw it. Like, I had only ever known him as, like... Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner, or, like, the host, the of, host America's of America's Funniest Film Videos. First time I ever saw him come out doing stand-up, he goes, What's up, you stupid motherfucker? Like, fuck all. I'm like, what? Right. And to tell you, like, and this this will be how we wrap the show up, because this dude, when he was roasted himself, the roast of Bob Saget... He basically told like he, the reason he signed up for it, he, and he told Comedy Central to tell the entire roast panel one to go easy on the commentary on the Olsen twins, and two that he would allow the roast to happen, but he had final say on the final cut of what jokes made the cut of the actual roast to protect the people around him because of his base of humor and how he acts as a whole. He was not comfortable with some of the things he knew people would say and the targets that he would take, like especially because, again, the Olsen twins and their issues that they've had and the girl who played uh, Stephanie, his middle daughter on Full House yeah. and her issues and stuff. Yeah. And there have been rumors abound for years that like all three of the guys that were on that show and the potentially inappropriate relationships he they had with those girls as they were coming of age. So he basically like put his foot down was like, I will do this, but I have final say about all the jokes. And yeah. like, and it was hilarious if you watched it, and you're like, oh, and oh, what's his name? The dude that voiced Iago. Um, oh, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Like he ended his row session of Bob Saget raped and killed a guy or raped and killed a girl back in 1998. If anybody has any information about the time that Bob Saget, like. He basically like because Bob Saget raped and killed a girl back in 1998. And like, uh, this got uncomfortable for a minute because yeah. he was basically coming out and saying that Bob Saget raped and killed a girl. Like, again, and I'm not commenting on whether or not it's true because I don't know. But if it is, holy I've never fuck, even heard of that? Oh my god, dude! Like it, I'll find it for you. But like he he went out and just basically ended like came out and said that like nine times in a row, Bob Saget raped and killed a girl. <laughs> like, yikes. Okay. But uh, that'll wrap it up for our apparently cult classic episode turned into talking about comedians and the dark side of stand-up comedy. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, this one got a little weird. Weird like beard. Speaking of beards. Beard struggle. Beard struggle. Yes. Uh, Jaws 15. 15%, 15, 15% off. 15% off your order uh, to get glorious. Uh, my man, your beard is looking fantastic. Mine's coming in. Yes. Mine is... Mine looks good today because, like, I showered and I didn't, like, throw a mask on today. So right. I don't have that 
Yeah, so you got you got some good face flow going on. Yeah. If you want some good face flow going on, check out the Beard Struggle. Their products are fantastic, awesome. I uh, found out the other day, never, ever, even once tested on animals. And are... I'm pretty sure they're all vegan product, too. Yeah, vegan product, not tested on animals. Uh, fantastic, awesome, amazing things that do good stuff for your face and your face fuzz. So check them out, www.thebeardstruggle.com. Promo code JAWS15 for 15% off your order. Uh, your face will thank you. Your face will thank you. And... Um, if you're a bearded, if you have a woman in your life, if you are she a will if you are a woman you. who has a man in your life, tell him to grow a fucking beard because everyone looks better with a fucking beard. That's not true. As a barber, I can I can confirm not everyone should have facial hair. My personal opinion on this is if you don't look good with a beard, it's because you're not doing the beard the right way. Most people try to look good with a beard but are worried about how it looks, so they fuck up fuck up trimming it and trying to make it look no, like something. Some people like listen, we'll do a TikTok like, yeah. on it. We're gonna create our TikTok channel. Well, yeah. First thing we're going to do is common debauchery beards. Yeah. Common debauchery. There you go. And that's how we're ending the show. Common debauchery. We're going to find us on TikTok. We're going to talk about beards. Uh, check it out, beardstruggle.com. And as always, common debauchery is a part of the BICBP radio network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Check out all the amazing content and creators that are over there doing their cool stuff. Check out my other shows, Hats, Stats, and Stats, and Tip of the Cap podcast, all of which on the network can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you take in your awesome and amazing podcastery and thanks for tuning in guys this has been me the nightmare with my main man rotten jack rotten motherfucking jack this has been common debauchery always on tuesdays you can check it out as soon as i upload it which i have to do when i send it to the internet